Good morning. It's a blessing to really be in the Lord's house this morning. Thank you for the invite to come and to preach. I appreciate Brother Kevin asking us to come, and I surely thank the world of you, Pastor. I love him dearly, and and uh, I know he and his wife are having a good time there in Taylorsville, and some of you have already experienced that. My wife and I got to go uh, some few years back and uh, found out there's some folks up there that won't tell you exactly the truth. We went to the meeting two or three days, and we decided we wanted to go on over to the, uh, to the coast and the beach and ask them how far it was to the waters or to the beach. I believe it uh, uh, was, what was that place, uh, Daytona Beach. And they said, oh, it'll only take you two or three hours to get over there. So we got up early the next morning anticipating a two or three-hour trip. We drove all day long. We finally got there. But anyway, Lord blessed us, and we had a good time. And well, I tell you, I, I enjoyed being there in the, in the presence of those great men of God preaching. I tell you, it was some tremendous preaching. And God answered uh, many prayers in those days. But we're so thankful to be here this morning, and good to see you. Boy, I love it when the shouting starts before Sunday school. Amen. Miss Peggy blessed my heart this morning. And, and uh, I remember preaching over... Uh, camp meeting here a year or two ago and she shouted while I was preaching I never had nobody do that before and boy I tell you it blessed my heart and but it is good to be here this morning so if you have your Bibles turn with me to the gospel of John chapter 21 the gospel of John chapter number 21 the gospel of John chapter 21 I'll read verse uh, number four if it will this morning Gospel of John, chapter 21, verse number 4. The Bible says, But when the morning was now come, Jesus. I want to stop the reading right there this morning. I've, in the, in the recent days and months or, or, or in time, have been contemplating on the morning scenes of the resurrection of Christ and the appearances of of the Lord Jesus unto his disciples after the resurrection. So I want to preach this morning when Jesus comes, how he blesses us, how he ministers to our hearts in those times when we need him the most. And find here in the morning scenes, there were many of those times that transpired there uh, around, the res- or around the crucifixion of Christ and of the resurrection. The Bible says in Matthew 27, 1, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against him or against Jesus to put him to death. Uh, then in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, and when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. Then in John chapter 20, verse 1, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and seeth uh, the stone taken away from the sepulchre. And then here in our text this morning, Jesus has appeared unto the disciples on the sea of Tiberias, and the Bible says, now when morning was now come. I'm glad he shows up, aren't you? Uh, When the dark days come and the trials of life come, I'm glad he comes to us in those times when we uh, seem to have uh, problems in our life and the uh, troubles uh, on the uh, horizon seems to be above that we can comprehend in our life. 
Jesus shows up. I'm thankful for that this morning. His presence is always with us. The Bible gives us the sweet promise that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And I'm thankful for that this morning. I'm glad of that in my heart this morning to know he is a, a man of his word this morning. But here we find these, three, uh, these eight words, how powerful they are to us, that when Jesus comes, I'm telling you, dear friend, we can rejoice in that. Because in this hour, in this day in which we live, Jesus is all we need, and he's all that we will ever need in this life. I'm telling you this morning, he is our Redeemer, our, our blessed Lord and Savior. This is now the third time the Bible says that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen uh, from the dead. So here we find in these thoughts this morning, our three headings I want to preach to you for a little bit this morning on a hope that is renewed, a faith that is rekindled, and a love that is restored. A hope that is renewed, a faith that is rekindled, and a love that is restored. Would you pray with me as we uh, begin this morning? Our Father, we thank you uh, for the privilege of assembling together with the saints of God once more this side of eternity. Thank you for a place of worship. Thank you for the good song service, the good Sunday school lesson. Boy, what a blessing it is to our hearts to be in the house of, of the Lord this morning. We thank you, dear Lord, for being our Heavenly Father. We thank you for Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, that yonder on the cross of Calvary shed his precious blood that we might have life and have it more abundantly in him. Lord, we love you today because you first loved us. Thank you for the salvation it provided on the cross for us uh, through the shed blood of Jesus. Lord, we ask today, Lord, if there's anyone here uh, that's a stranger to the grace of God, that they might be saved today before it's everlasting too late. Lord, whatever the need is in this place, we ask, Lord, you to meet it by your divine will. And we'll, we'll thank you for all that you do. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to preach first a little while this morning on the hope that is renewed. The Bible says in chapter 20, verses 19 and 20, Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when, they, uh, when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. You see, here were the disciples uh, in the upper or in a room uh, behind closed doors. Other uh, disciples were assembled there uh, because of their fear of the Jews. Had their hope been in the Lord, had their hope not been crushed because of the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, they would have been down by the, uh, by the sepulcher and they would have said, one day down and two to go. Then on the second day, they would have said two days down and one to go. But on that third and glorious day, they would have been lifting up holy hands and saying, Hallelujah, He is risen. But I want to tell you, here they, we find the disciples uh, assembled together for fear of the Jews behind closed doors. And then they, uh, their hope had been, uh, uh, they had heard the reports of Mary Magdalene and, and, uh, and Joanna and the mother of, uh, um, mother of James and the other women that were uh, with them there, the sepulcher, and that they had shared unto the apostles the words. And, uh, and the Bible says, that their words seemed to them as idle 
tales and they believed them not. Oh, their hope had been crushed when they saw their blessed Savior, the Lord Jesus, crucified on a Roman cross and buried in, a, uh, uh, in an empty tomb. Their hopes had been crushed and uh, their dreams had been shattered. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know which way to go or which way was up or which way was down. I'm telling you, my friend, ain't that the way it is in the world which we live today? Sometimes you just want to throw up your hands and say, hey, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go or what to, uh, what to say or anything like that. Uh, but I want to tell you that's when the most uh, important time in your life that Jesus will come and whisper peace unto you and give you the calm assurance of what you stand in need of uh, most of all in your spiritual life with him. I'm telling you the words seem like idle tales. Hey, their hope had been crushed and their, their dreams had been shattered. Their disciples were, uh, their future was uncertain and their world had uh, simply been turned upside down and they were hiding behind closed doors in fear of the Jews and, and, uh, and even the two on the road to Emmaus how did they uh, had uh, been sorrowful for the things that had transpired in the recent days or, or the days of the crucifixion uh, and uh, I believe it was Calopius and I, I want to say that it was Calopius and his wife uh, the Bible doesn't name the other one there but if you go back and you study out the scriptures a little bit it only seems natural or only seems fitting that it would be a man and his wife going home after the affairs of the day the Bible says in John 19 verse 15 uh, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene so they were traveling home I believe it to be husband and wife I don't know that for a fact that's just point of theology uh, but it is it does name Cleopas as one of them as they travel along and they commune one with the other uh, Jesus shows up he comes alongside of them and he begins to walk and he says in Luke 24, verse 17, uh, what uh, manner of communication are these that uh, you have one to another as you walk and are sad. You see, their hope uh, had been crushed and their dreams had been shattered. They said, uh, uh, but we had trusted it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. You see, they had looked to him for the redemption of Israel, but they he had saw him die. They had saw him uh, uh, nailed to a Roman cross and his side pierced with a uh, with a spear and they took him down and laid him in a in a borrowed tomb. But their hopes, I friend, they saw that with their, uh, with their eye and they uh, were disdained because of that and they were troubled because of that. Their hope Hopes had been crushed. Their dreams had been shattered. But here comes Jesus. Amen. I'm glad every night of life in which we live, my friend, we have hope in Christ this morning. In Him, my friend, it is we live and move and have our being. It's in Him that we find comfort. It's in Him that we find uh, the strength to go on from day to day. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in the, the economy of this world. It's not in your bank account. It's certainly not in your president this morning. But our hope is in Jesus. And I'm thankful for that this morning. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 19, which hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. I'm glad he's our anchor this morning. I'm glad we're anchored in the bedrock of Christ today. I'm glad and thankful for the time there and just inside the back door of Old Care Springs Baptist Church, I cast an anchor. God save my wretched soul. From, and I'm thankful for that. Anchored, I'm thankful this morning. The anchor still holds. No matter what problems come, no matter how many dreams I have that are shattered or, or my heart's broken or all these things that transpire, I know that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I know that he comes to us in the dark hours. I know that he rekindles my hope and he, that he renews my hope in him. 
We were refreshed and renewed, and boy, I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm anchored in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, when the devil is doing all he can in these days to uh, uh, destroy the home and destroy the church and destroy the family, uh, uh, the devil is out as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I'm glad I know the anchor still holds. No matter what he throws at us, no matter how hard he comes at us, my friend, there is hope in Jesus this morning. Disciples found that in Christ when he said, Peace, be still. Well, I'm thankful for those times, those still small voice that we have of the Lord Jesus. He how confident it is to know that we have a, a hope that is steadfast, unmovable, a hope that, that cannot be destroyed. My hope is in the solid rock of Christ this morning. Had it not been for a place called Mount Calvary, had it not been for the old rugged cross, had it not been for a man called Jesus, then forever my soul would be lost oh I think the songwriter had it right when he said on Christ a solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand I'm glad he's our hope this morning and my hope is rekindled in him his promises to us and his assurance to us and we can find comfort in that the disciples found comfort when Jesus came and said peace be unto you well, how we need to hear that in these days. We need to open our hearts and our minds to these things that Christ has for us in these days because we're living in the last of the last days, I believe. And we ought to be uh, attentive unto the Word of God this morning, attentive to the things that God has to say to us. And our hope it can be renewed in Him and our faith can be uh, strong in Him this morning. Our hope is renewed when He speaks to us and calms our fears. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. People today are running around with their minds, seem like they don't have a mind. But I want to tell you, you can anchor your hope in Christ. He'll give you something to think about. It'll be on Him and Him alone. But secondly, I want to say not only was there a hope rekindled, but there was a faith, a hope that was renewed, a faith now that is rekindled. Notice in chapter 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my fingers into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hands, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas saw through the eye gate and he believed. He literally put his hands, or didn't, he could have, but he didn't. But Jesus said, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas saw through his eyes what you and I have only seen through faith. Believing. Paul said in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see, we see him through the precious written Word of God. 
By faith we see him. By faith we accept him. And uh, by faith, my friend, we are saved unto all the uttermost. Paul said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, I believe, therefore my faith is in him. My faith is in the Lord Jesus, in the finished work of Calvary. When he stretched forth his hands at Calvary, he said it's finished. He had paid it all, and all to him I owe. My faith is in the one that loved me so much that he went to the cross and died for me. He didn't die for me alone, but for the sins of the whole world. And thank God for that. When I was on, or when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Thomas saw literally what he could have touched and held. But by faith, I see what we can hold and what we can feel in our hearts. And, my, and I'm telling you, Thomas's faith was rekindled. And you and I can be rekindled this morning as well. The Bible says, "Now faith is uh, now faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." My faith is in the one that loved me and died for me. My faith is rekindled in the evidence of, uh, of who he is that died for me. He's the son of God, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He's God's only begotten son that loved me so much that he gave his life there to pay my debt, a debt that I could not pay, but yet he paid it all. I'm, my faith is rekindled in knowing, my friend, that uh, he did what I could not do, and uh, he has redeemed me, uh, purchased me by his precious blood. Hey, I'm not redeemed uh, purchased by, 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 by precious blood, but uh, by his own blood he shed their cross. I'm rekindled in my faith to know that he has saved me by his grace. He saw where I was at in my sin. He came to where I was at. He lifted me up and he set my feet upon the solid rock. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. I didn't have to buy it. I didn't have to do anything for it. He gifted me. He gave it to me because he loved me so much. I'm thankful today. My faith is in the one that loved me and died for me and he's coming back for me. Hey, I'm glad he's coming back, aren't you? Amen. We ought to be looking with tiptoe expectancy this morning for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, one of these days he's going to split the eastern sky and he's going to say, come up hither, my friend, we're going to be getting out of here. And thank God for that. My, my, joy, my heart's rekindled. My faith is renewed. My, hey, I got a hope beyond measure this morning because Jesus loved me and he died for me. Thank God for that. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry, the Bible says. The just shall live by faith. My faith, is re my faith is rekindled because I see him through the written word and what I've heard and what I've experienced uh, through uh, believing in the, in the Lord Jesus. Paul said, For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul knew what he was talking about. He said, I know whom I believe. There on the Damascus Road, when he had bright light shone round about him, he heard that voice from heaven. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? <laughs> he knew right off who he was. I want to tell you, when he comes and speaks to your heart, you don't know who he is. And he'll save you till, uh, for, uh, for all eternity. And Boy, I'm thankful for the grace of God that saved me. It's been grace from eternity past. It'll be grace until eternity future. Jesus and that's all we need to say this morning is Jesus. He loved you that much to die. My faith is rekindled in knowing that he loved me enough to die for me and for you and for all the sin-cursed world.
Not only is my faith rekindled in him, but there is a love that is restored. Notice in chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. You see, Peter, find him back over in, in Luke chapter 22 when Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both unto prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And then in verse number 54, we find Peter. Then took they him and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. How far off are you following Christ? How far off is your love for him this morning? Peter had gone from boasting his allegiance to the Lord Jesus ready to go to prison, ready to die for him, to follow him afar off. I'm afraid that fits a lot of us this morning, does it not? We're willing, we're, doing, we're boastful in what we want to do and what we're going to do. But when it comes right down to the, where the rubber meets the road, we find ourselves following afar off. Peter, even in chapter 21, verse 3, says, I go a-fishing. And others said, we go with you. You see, Jesus has come. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. But he said, come and dine. Well, aren't you glad when he tells you to do that? Aren't you glad he doesn't throw the clay away? See, he could have told Peter, Peter, I'm through with you. You've denied me. You've cursed. You've forsaken me. But that's not what he said. No, he said, come and dine. I want to tell you, my friend, it doesn't matter how far off we get in our love and service for our blessed Lord. He says, come and dine. He wants to draw up close to you this morning. He wants you to love on him while he loves on you. He wants you to feel his presence because he walks with you and talks with you. And a fellowship is sweet. Well, I want to tell you, there is no other greater love than this that a man would lay down his life for you. Why don't you love him back? He loved you so much that he went to Calvary and died for each and every one of us. I'm telling you, the Bible says over in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, now abided faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. The greatest thing you'll ever have is love, not only for your fellow man, 
but for your Lord Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father. He loved you that much. Jesus answered this, uh, in Mark 12, 29, and uh, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Are you sold out to him today? Do you love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul? He loves you. He proved that at Calvary. He showed his love when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. A love that is restored. He wants to restore that relationship. Maybe you've wandered off this morning or far from him. Maybe you've uh, backslid and gotten out of the will of God. He says, come and dine. Come and dine. Peter, he said, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said, feed my sheep. And later we find over next Peter, the great day of Pentecost, preaching. 3,000 souls were saved. I believe he got the message, don't you? I believe we need to get the message this morning that Jesus loves us. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Jesus, Jesus, sweetest name that I know. That name that's above every name. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But the name of Jesus. One of these days every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that he's the Lord of lords and the King of kings. When the morning was now come, Jesus, that's all we need this morning is him. He's all we'll ever need to get us to where he's at one day. Wouldn't it be wonderful there when we see him, our blessed Redeemer? What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day. What a day. My wife's daddy, Mr. Lemoyne Kilo, was a World War II veteran. Uh, he had an old army buddy by the name of Mr. Walter Hellum. Mr. Walter had lived just across the county line here in the Kowloon County. And he had a sawmill. And Mr. Walter got down into bad health. He had several strokes. He wound up in the VA hospital in Oxford. Mr. Lemoyne went to see him one day. Mr. Walter couldn't hardly talk, couldn't speak well. The stroke had affected his speech so much. Mr. Kilo walked in that room that morning, and he said, Walter, how you doing today? And all he could do was hold up a finger. And he said, a better day. There's a better day coming. There's a better day coming. I want to tell you this morning, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you better get right, because there's a day coming you're going to meet him. You may deny him here. You may refuse him here. But one day you're going to bow before him and acknowledge him as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. How far off are you following him today? A love that is rekindled, a faith that is renewed, a hope that is restored. It's all in him, the Lord Jesus. As we stand together this morning, have a hymn of invitation. Maybe you need to come and draw nigh to him. The Bible says he'll draw nigh to you.